Hello, everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this week we're doing a new K drama. I feel like I started out that sentence so excited, and then I was like, ah, it's a weird one. I forgot. You just lost it by the end. Turned into a little scared goat. <laughs> um, we're just stoked. Yes. I guess. I jumping into this one has been interesting because I actually am enjoying it, but I feel like this one you have to take with a grain of salt. Like you just have to go into it knowing what it is. We're doing mm-hmm. You're Beautiful and it is a lot of fun, but come on a journey with us for one moment and think about how the last like seven K dramas we've done have been like the highest rated new off the press K dramas that like blockbusters. Yeah. They've killed it. Broke the charts. They did so well. And <laughs> now we're jumping into one that is pretty old. Do you remember how long it's been? No. It, it feels like the early two thousands. Yeah, somewhere between like the eighties and like last year. Because sometimes <laughs> I felt like the manager had an iPhone sometimes and I was like oh he's he's like in 2016 and then sometimes they were like we can't contact each other why can't Gemma contact Gominam that seems like a thing that she should be able to do but apparently they're in the 70s but only, and there's no phones but yeah only when you need to like contact your very plot relevant brother otherwise they all have cell phones yeah otherwise they're fine they do have cell phones yeah what year is it i don't know i'm gonna go i'm just gonna do a guess this is not a prediction like there's an actual place to find this but i'm just gonna say it feels a lot like watching something from 2007 that's a good guess yeah i'm gonna give it to you and say you're right Cool. So yeah, we're in 2007, but an alternate 2007 where you can't get a hold of your brother. Yeah. Ever. It does have the year on the website. What's the year? Apparently, it's 2009. Okay, not too far You off. did great. You did great. Nailed it. They, they have a description for this show on Vicky that is one sentence long. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> It says, a girl dresses up, comma, as a man, comma, and joins an idol band. (laughs) Unnecessary use of commas, so I had to read them as commas. But uh, short and sweet, they really did not jump into that one. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's about, really. I feel like you could spruce that up a little bit. (laughs) But why? Yeah, but why would you? Why would you do that? Just watch the show if you're going to watch it. Yep. I think the thing that feels the most like, yeah, early 2000s, I guess, 2007, 2009, whatever, is those haircuts. Oh my god. And the fashion. <laughs> the All fashion. of the looks. Just the, the bracelets. looks in general. Yeah. Oh. Dropping stuff. Can you hear my dog <laughs> playing? No, yeah. I can't. I'm going to leave this in here just in case you guys hear like thumps throughout the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Dog again. Okay. I use this excuse every week. It is a real... It's always Mo. Yeah, it's always Mo. 
Okay. So moving on. Yes. So yeah, the bracelets, the haircuts, I find, so most of the haircuts I can kind of get past. And, mm-hmm. and then there's the main male leads haircut. Yeah. It's so distracting. Like sometimes I'm like, wow, it looks really good. I think their performance at is like the Asia Music Awards, the last part of episode four. He yeah. had like double ponytails. That yeah. I was like, I'm actually really into that. I, I really think it's cool. It. I kind of want to do it with my hair. My hair's a little long for it right now. Mm-hmm. But if I cut my hair off again, I'm absolutely going to do that. Cut your hair just to cover one of your eyes and at all times. Like the world's blockiest bangs, because it's like straight <laughs> across, and then it cuts up the center of his face where the hair is parted. And it's like, I've never seen bangs that are so geom- like straight lines geometric. It's good. It's real, real good. Yeah. And then, yeah, other times... Like, a couple of times he had his hair slicked back after he washed it or, like, after he was in the pool or whatever. And those were fine. I was like, that's a normal thing. Yeah. Clearly he's got a good head of hair. It's just how they style it that's so odd. Do you think at the time there were people... If you watched it back in the early 2000s, let us know. Did you love his haircut? Did you love it? Tell You loved it. I know you did. (laughs) Do you still love it, though? Like, are you still on team Take Young's hair? Yeah, because I think I perhaps would have liked it as a kid. I had some questionable hair choices (laughs) back in 2007. I did the... Do you remember the look? It's very similar to what he's doing. A couple of them have it where you had layers in your hair, and then Mm -hmm. you straightened them so they looked like, like... spiky pieces of paper coming off of your head. (laughs) I um, never did that, but I know what you're talking about. This is real, real good. Yeah, you you probably like this haircut in 2009. And then, like, the bangs that I used to straighten my bangs so that they would, like, not lay to frame my face. Like, they had to, like, jut down my face. Yeah unattractively like grease down your face almost yes and so I don't know if you used products when you were younger I would choose not to use products and just use natural hair and hand grease (laughs) to just keep my hair down your mother-in-law did my haircuts when I was growing up um and she would hook me up with the best pomades so that I could So I could real get that grease it down. real grease spike. <laughs> wow, you could do anything you wanted with pomade. Yep. I discovered pomade when I was a bit older, like 11 and 12. And wow, what a ride. <laughs> what a what a adventure. I do remember it smelled really good. I love yeah. the smell of pomade. And it does anything, like... It just straight up does what you want. It's crazy. Yeah. I need to get some more pomade. Maybe I'm going to just take a drink. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, it's so strong. It's too powerful. <laughs> I don't know if you're supposed to, like, thin it out somehow. Yeah. It just feels like glue in your hair. That's true. No one should have that much power. 
Mm-hmm. Unless you've got like a real shortcut. I think that's why I had it because like I had a little bob. So the back of my head was like kind of that shaved, mm. kind of short. So I just like pomade some of the ends. <laughs> so they'd lay down. I did yeah. in high school. I like pixie cut my hair and I did use pomade again. It made a comeback in my life when that I had makes the pixie sense. cut. Yeah. Real short. Yep. What were we talking about? Uh, the hairstyles. Oh, all in this of case. this. Yeah, all of this. K-dramas. All of this. Um, the hairstyles and Take Young's shoulders. Yeah. They are also part of another character in this show. <laughs> Maybe just his collarbones. Super stressed all the time. And he's always just like, cut those shirts, those boat cut yes. necklines mm-hmm. or those deep Vs. He's showing some skin, which, like, I don't know. Sometimes I I really like it. And other times I'm like, hmm, I think I owned that shirt. But I was, like, 12 or 13 at the time. Let's see, in 2009. How old old were you in 2009, Em? Let's not. 14. (laughs) Okay, so I would have been, what, 15, 16? Yeah. Okay. Wow, that actually is not as long ago as it feels. Um, <laughs> now that we're 45, <laughs> it's so long ago. So long ago. Um, but, yeah, I feel like I owned them, but, like, I was an unfashionable 15, 16-year-old. Like, it was not great. That's probably why we owned them, because apparently all the male stars were wearing beautiful shirts like that. Yeah. That we were like, we can pull that off. <laughs> and do that. really, he did good. Oh, he showed up. But, like, I feel like Take Young has such a specific style that's, like, kind of feminine. And I kind of like it. It reminds me of Yuzuru Hanyu's, like, ice skating outfits. Yes. Okay. Now that you make that comparison, like, I always really liked what. Tech Young was doing, but now I'm so incredibly here <laughs> for it because I love that good ice boy. Shoot. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't I, seen those videos, uh, just like do yourself a favor, pause the podcast, hop on YouTube, <laughs> and like enjoy yourself to the beautiful, artistic, acrobatic ice dances of this wonderful boy. Okay. Yuzuru Hanyu. Look him up. He's so, so good. Um, Yeah, I didn't put that together until speaking just now. Because I wasn't super on board with Take Young's shirts, but now I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Now he's a good, good figure skater. And that's awesome. <laughs> um, Jeremy's style, on the other hand, wow. Yeah. What choices. What choices. I actually really like Jeremy's hair. I think that Hungi is the only person who has naturally very dark hair that I've seen, like, dye it light. That light, that blonde, and it looks natural. It looks so good. Yeah. I didn't know who Hungi was, because I only referred to him as PK I exclusively. I as well, yeah. <laughs> I was worried our listeners wouldn't know, but I knew in my heart. I was like, we, Em and I both think of him as PK. I am wearing a coat, and I just realized how loud that is. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just going to point out every audio distraction that we have. 
bring attention to it. Yeah. That makes it better. That um, makes it better. Hunky, PK, Jeremy are all the same person. Jeremy's a really easy name. I don't know why I didn't catch on to it sooner. Yeah, because it's very, like, I don't know. I was observing this to my roommate when I was watching it because he was in the room. And I love when K-pop bands have members who have very Western names and then mm-hmm. everyone else has like a very Korean name. Mm-hmm. I love it when it's like, this is, let's see, there's Shinwu, right? And Taekyung yeah. and then Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, where did you come from? <laughs> also Korea. Also, just yes. got this cool name. Just got the yeah. good names. I really like that Gemma's name is Gemma. I think that's neat. Yeah. And then she goes by Gominam, which is her brother's name. And who named these twins? Who named these twins? Gominam and Gemma. Same same feeling as that idol band. One of you is going to be Korean and one of you is going to be a nun cool. in Italy. <laughs> a nun in Italy with a real cool English name. Yes. I don't... Oh, I'm just so mad that she has never called her brother. I don't understand it. I will, I'm up in arms. I do, I do dislike that. Because I feel like if they explained precisely why. Because they did say he is recovering from some kind of eye problem. But that does not explain the inability to use a phone. Yeah, like they don't sure. seem to have video calls anyways. I guess they had Skype at one point. They Skyped. I love that inconsistency where Taekyung is Skyping with his manager and he oversees a conversation between the stylist and Gomi Nam. And then later he like shows the video on his cell phone. And I'm like, I've never had a video call that just automatically recorded anywhere, Mm-mm. let alone onto another device. We had but. to, like, break our back to get recording <laughs> through Skype on my MacBook, which is very good at doing things. And mm-hmm. I still, every once in a while, we still have problems just recording. And we're intentionally trying to do it. And we're in 2018, y'all. Yeah. So take young, show me your magic. I love it. <laughs> magic of television, y'all. Some things are just too good to be true. Yep. Um, so, in the first episode, I'm just going to jump all over the place, Raquel, and... Because uh, it's our first episode be of it's the, the first episode. new K-drama. In the first... the Like, one of the first meetings they have is at a party, and it seems like they have this kiss moment, and every time they play it back, it seems like Young is disgusted that Gominam kissed him, and it's like, are you not more disgusted that he threw up in your mouth? Yeah, can we talk about that? The horror? Like, I almost turned it off and said, never mind. Because <laughs> that's not funny. That's no, past comedy. That is repulsive. It's, oh, There's- I could... If Raquel threw up in my mouth, I don't know if I could ever talk to you again. I know. I'd love you from afar, but it would be over. Like, I don't I think just, I could ever look at you. I would I just, fondly remember our friendship as it was and just spend the rest of my life trying to forget about everything ever after that, ever. Yeah. 
There would be so much therapy and I can never talk to you again. Yeah, that would be heartbreaking. I and that's like after... That's, <laughs> thank you. That's after so many years of friendship. Like, they met one day before and he's like, I guess we live together now. I would like, just light myself on fire. I, it wouldn't <laughs> even matter which side. I, like, if I did the throwing up or if someone threw up in my mouth, I wouldn't light myself on fire so I did not have to remember <laughs> any of it any uh, of it but no one seems that concerned no one really cares yeah. uh maybe it's I don't know maybe it was a trick camera and I didn't really understand what happened I mean Jeremy was the only one who was really concerned do you think that maybe this K-drama is mostly just about Jeremy not knowing what was going on and having very homophobic reactions to his inability <laughs> to grasp the actual situation. This is actually Jeremy's recollection of everything that <laughs> happened in the past five years. He's <laughs> five years in the future and he's remembering everything and that's why it's all very silly and like insane and Things happen that you could never get past in real life. But he's like, <laughs> and then we all woke up the next day and it was fine. And we and were like, still no, friends. Jeremy, <laughs> if that had happened, we would never be friends. He's like, it all seemed that crazy at the time. <laughs> Jeremy, you're wrong. Jeremy, I, no. I love Jeremy trying to grasp his truly homophobic feelings towards Gominam. That's why I wanted to watch this show with you. Yeah, it's very good. I like, I guess what I really want from this is to, for him to realize that maybe he's not homophobic at all, but perhaps, you know, bisexual, gay, I don't care. But I want him to stand in his truth and be okay with who he is. <laughs> all we want from the show and there's no way we're gonna get that yep Ugh. we have set the bar way too high set it way too high this is early 2000s media it wasn't good for anyone no i really don't think jeremy's gonna be gay by the end of this Ugh, that's all i want it would be he good. might be why yeah. can't he be in love with the real gominam <gasps> at the end of the show if that happens, I'll give this K-drama a 10 out of 10. I kid you not. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the first one. Yep. <laughs> Chicago typewriter cannot compete with this masterpiece. <laughs> oh, man. I'm excited. I really like this. I've, I feel like we got to address how critical we are of really, really good K-dramas versus how stoked we are about this one because it might seem like we just don't understand things right I feel like my rating and like how I feel about this k-drama are all based on taking it for what it is it's not a critically acclaimed it doesn't even take itself seriously no it's very comical yeah and it's very situational humor and... Sometimes cringe humor. Yeah. But I've always really liked Shakespearean adaptations. And this is an adaptation of Twelfth Night. And so I love it. Dang, I didn't know that. That's yeah. deeper, Kel. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's 
so far from what I can tell. I mean, there are definitely some differences (laughs) between this and Shakespeare. Between this and Shakespeare. Surprise, surprise. Wouldn't see that coming. (laughs) But I mean, like, actual plot differences that Mm. have nothing to do with the context of the fact that they're in modern day Korea, but they're small so far. Um, And I don't know if they'll take a huge turn. Like, oh, shoot, Shakespeare spoiler alerts. Uh, I'm Tell me all about it. I don't know anything about Twelfth Night. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that pr- most people don't figure out, especially the love interest doesn't figure out until late in the game. Whereas half of the band already knows that... Two-thirds. Yeah, two-thirds of the band already knows that she is a she and not a he. So there's that difference because she gave up the game pretty early on for with a lot of people, and I know she doesn't know that. Sh- is it Shinwoo? Shinwoo. Yeah. yeah, I know she is not aware that he is aware, but but still, like the manager, the stylist, two of the three other band members, and I'm sure like a million other people coming up here soon. Who knows though? Uh, whereas, yeah, in Twelfth Night it takes forever for anyone to figure anything out. Ooh, <laughs> cranky boy. Interesting. I, yeah, I didn't know anything about Twelfth Night. I'm glad you pointed that out. Did you ever see She's the Man? Yeah. Based on Twelfth Night. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're getting so many lessons today. Here's your lesson. I just picked it for the good comedy, which sometimes <laughs> I don't even like. I think the first time I watched this show, I really didn't like the comedy. And then I read a description that said it was written by the Hong sisters, which I'm not sure I have found again, so maybe it wasn't. But I don't know much about them, but I know they are renowned for their specific style of comedy. So I was like, okay. If this truly was written by the Hong sisters, who I know nothing about, <laughs> then I can just be like, "This is theirs. This is, this is a uh, creative in a very specific style," and I can right. appreciate that. It's like being able to identify a Wes Anderson film and be yeah. like, "This is so Wes Anderson. Like, this is so Hong sisters. This is so Hong sisters, where it's super funny, and then it's uncomfortable funny, and then it's just uncomfortable, and you're like, <laughs> they've crossed the line, and then they take it back. There's so much. I don't know. There's that scene where uh, Gominam is on the top of the truck. Going down, mm, yeah. you have a lot of anxiety. So much anxiety, but I also so anxiety. It was one of those things where I get that it was supposed to be like a complicated situation, sort of like, but it didn't seem that hard to get off the, the fucking it truck. Didn't, it didn't seem that hard. Just but I love how I think it might have been the actress for me because she seemed so authentically scared of like, not like. I can't get down from the truck. Just, like, I am too scared to move. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I am that person that freezes. I'm not fight or flight. I am freeze. I stand <laughs> absolutely still. My legs are shaking. I cannot move from the top of this tall truck. But then, so, like, 
I was there. I was in it. I had so much anxiety. My heart was pounding. I was like, get off the truck. And she's like trying to scream, but she can't. Like the nightmares that I always have where I'm scared, but I can't scream. (laughs) But then the freaking camera turns around and Young has been running (laughs) after them for what, like 10 blocks? The world's fastest man. (laughs) Like I or feel the like if they had done truck. it, yeah. If they had done it like down the street and he hit the first light, but I feel like they did so many shots of just like driving around Lights. town. Yeah, like it took forever. Benny. And then he was like, like they've been driving yeah. for a while. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's just some things where it's like, okay, I guess I'll suspend my disbelief and. Once again, yeah, just accept this for what it is, but also (laughs) it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to (laughs) suspend. A lot of disbelief. It's so good. I love how stupid it is. I do also. And there are a couple of parts that made me laugh out loud very hard. Uh, At one point, they threw... Remember when we uh, picked our favorite insult from the K2? Yeah. I have a new favorite insult from this K drama and it's pig shit tsunami. <laughs> oh, I love Jeremy. He's so good. He's so dramatic. Oh, uh, you're just a pig shit tsunami. Whoa. Wait, is it Jeremy that says that or Take Young? I think it's Jeremy, if I okay. remember correctly. Who knows? Either way, it's amazing. It's amazing. What a horrible thing to say to something. <laughs> That's I thought it might be Take Young. <laughs> but I feel like Jeremy hates her on a level that I can't yet understand. Right. So it's Tick an Young, insult that makes sense for Jeremy. Yeah, Take Young uh, definitely hates her. But he also... No one hates her like Jeremy hates her. Because Jeremy's hatred is so unreasonable. Like, if you think about Young's interactions with Gominam from when he met her to where they are now, like, how could he not hate her? Right. I feel like they haven't given me reason to believe that he's, like, a, an a-hole. Yeah. It doesn't seem like... He seems, like, particular. Everyone's like, he's kind of a grumpy dude. But... Yeah, if you come in and throw up in his mouth and destroy his bookshelf and, like, <laughs> like and almost like, drown him, how can he be like, you're great? Yeah, like, I guess I forgive you. That's yeah. a lot of forgiveness. I would be mad if he did forgive her. There have been a couple of times where I felt bad for her situation, but at the same time, when she was so willing to quit the band because she realized she had been the worst... I felt really, like, it was completely justified for him to want her to quit the band. Yeah. And, like, leave his life. Yeah. I get it. I support your decision. (laughs) I don't think that's unreasonable. It doesn't seem unreasonable. But, yeah, Jeremy's hatred of her is just, he doesn't trust her. It's like, he doesn't trust her. He seems to hate her on... Take Young's behalf, which is like fair. They seem to be friends, um, and also his repression of his gay feelings. Yeah, mixed in there. Yeah, like why is this man so soft and touchable? <laughs> You're like, I don't, I don't think females and males feel any differently. So. I think we can say you're a little gay. A little bit. I, I mean, 
if we're going back to the Twelfth Night, in my mind, that was always about a bunch of bisexuals the whole time. So, go Jeremy, go. Ride this wave. Yeah. (laughs) He's not going to. Definitely not. No, but I want him to. Come on. Come on, just do it for us. (laughs) What else? Oh, there was another part that I really loved that involved Jeremy that cracked me up. Uh, It was just after he had hosed down uh, Go Minam and she was like screaming and super upset and asking him to stop and so Shinwoo walks outside and hoses down Jeremy and Jeremy was like, you shot me all over my clothes. (laughs) Jeremy. Jeremy. You're such a hypocrite. I love you. You're such a ween. He's such a ween. <laughs> oh, but he has a dog. Yeah. So I know he's a good person. He's a good That's ween. how you trust people. I mean, I'm 100% more likely to trust a person with a dog. That's how we get murdered, Raquel. That's how I die, for sure. <laughs> uh, I do... I'm sure everyone saw this coming. I have a favorite character and a favorite romance outside of the main romance that I want to go well, and it's Shin Woo and, and Gobi Nam. Because Shin Woo oh, is... No. You fell for the second lead. I always do. I feel like these days, like, modern dramas are a lot better at having second leads that are flawed enough that you're like, I'm not totally convinced that they would be a great couple there's something about the lead couple that keeps me on their team just like tiny a little bit bigger ship than the second lead and that like older dramas in general in my opinion typically have the problem of like let's have a male lead that doesn't connect at all with the female lead. They clash a lot. They have differing personalities. They kind of seem to maybe hate each other a little bit. And let's have a second male lead that's, like, kind, gentle, warm-hearted, understanding. He talks to the female lead like a person and takes care of her. And loves her, like, independently of of her flaws, but also for her flaws as well and is well developed and but uh he's the second lead so we know they're not getting together yeah like uh, what Mm. that seems like such a healthy relationship though yeah can we go with no non-toxic relationship and no we're gonna go with the fun one Mm -hmm. it's not it's not fun which is yeah fine i think this is actually one of the first times they've made a somewhat emotionally unavailable male lead and I have actually really liked him. Because mm-hmm. he's not... It's like you said. People have kind of explained him as stuffy and kind of stubborn. And and he's ornery. But he's not... I don't know even what to compare it to. Because I didn't immediately dislike him. Which I typically do. When they make yeah. that guy. The same guy that... that is not in a lot of the best K-dramas, but is in a lot of (laughs) K-dramas. Yeah, the typical, like, standoffish male lead. Mm -hmm. But they also came in with this, like, just this pile of misunderstandings that makes him so much more standoffish that you're like, clearly 
they've got these other things that make him a really nice person. He seems to be very caring. Yeah. And, like, it's that thing where you're like, it's all for love. But also, maybe a little bit, he's just a nice person that cares about people. Yeah. He seems to be an okay guy. I, I don't know. They seems... haven't convinced me. Yeah, I I do, actually. I like him quite a bit. I still prefer Shin Wu. He's perfect, yeah. and he's never done anything wrong in his whole he's life. He's reasonable. Yeah. He actually, I love his little share moments where he's like, all right, so here's a part of me that I'll give to you. secret. We're friends, right? And she's like, yeah, we're friends. (laughs) Their relationship is so beautiful. Sweet. (laughs) Why can't that be the main relationship? (laughs) Because it's a K-drama, so we have to go with the relationship that's like, here's a dramatic moment. We need a little bit of forgiveness. No, I can't forgive. How about something crazy happens where she's a damsel in distress again, and then he saves her because he's a good person. It's like, okay. Their relationship is toxic and sad, but okay. (laughs) But, like, you've created a damsel in distress, knight in shining armor situation that cannot be undone. I'm into it. I, I don't know. I always jump on the main ship because I know it's less treacherous. And yeah, it's the main, I mean, it's, it's what we're going to have at the end of this. It's what we're going to have. <laughs> I do like a lot of, uh, I guess they're all kind of cliche, but I'm such a sucker for certain cliches and it's the, uh, uh, kind of slow burn cliche where it, it takes a while for them to come around I feel like a lot of K-dramas are really good at the slow burn for the first two and a half episodes, and then they're like, ah, they've kissed, and they're kind of in love now. Um, whereas so far, I I think that this one has been a good slow burn with a good amount of mostly healthy jealousy, mostly... Jealousy is a tricky path to tread, because it, yeah. it can go over the edge and be pretty gross yeah but yeah I I agree I think they've done a good job of doing the the classic like he doesn't think he likes her but every time she talks to Shin Wu or she interacts with someone that clearly likes her he's like what are these feelings (laughs) yeah I'm into that I really like it yeah yeah, I'm actually, I'm super excited about this K-drama, because I do think they're doing a lot of things good for what they are. Like, it's silly. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but it's also yeah. so much fun to watch. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I think one of my favorite characters that really took me a while to like is the manager. Yeah. That, like, he's so ridiculous. I feel like he kind of epitomizes what this show is trying to do where he's like ridiculous and clumsy and a darn fool that tries his best and is just like inherently funny. Yeah. And I think that he's a great character, but I get that it takes a while to come around to him because he also can be almost kind of bland because of that to me. Really? I feel like he comes off as... Just in the first episode, he seems very creepy. Yeah, that's true. And so I kind of, like, hated him. 
It was just like, no, don't be creeping on this girl. Like, she needs to call her brother. I don't know why you're like, girl, I know your brother get in my van. <laughs> yeah, what is like, that? Hey, what is that thing? Young nun, get in my van. I know, you- I know your brother. <laughs> like, why didn't she pull out her cell phone and be like, let me give him a call right. and make sure this is legit? None of that. But as we go along. Contact brothers. <laughs> way too simple yeah as we move along I think his credentials are spoken for by other characters and you see that he's just kind of silly kind of a silly guy which I think is fun it's still better than Chicago typewriter it is just I'm so kidding. sorry they're um, on different levels it's not Raquel. better they're on different scales it's not better I'm just enjoying it more yeah, and that's I think, a good way to put it. I think that's what we needed for sure. If you listened to the bonus episode of Chicago Typewriter, we needed a palate cleanser because we were judging Chicago Typewriter against, like, the past several K-dramas we had done, and all of them were bangers. Like, they were all so good. Like, you cannot compare things against Goblin and Oh My Venus and the K-2 and have them come out unscathed. But even then, I feel like just going like Goblin and Huayugi and the K2 and Chicago Typewriter, it's like we just, uh, like I said, I think in the bonus episode, we got some paper mache high horses together and we were like, we know K-dramas because we watch the good ones. And it's like, we don't know anything. That's why we need to do dramas like this. Because we like them. And because we're not serious journalists. We're just pig shit tsunami podcasters. We're having a good time, guys. (laughs) I want everyone to have a good time. So we're going to tone it down a bit. Take it to the fun scale instead of the actual K-drama scale that we've been judging things on. What were we doing? It's fine. Go back and listen to our Chicago typewriter episodes and then tell us that we were monsters because we deserve no less. Yeah, we're breaking our crowns right here. We're going to get on the fan bus of You're Beautiful and really uh, put our reputations into the dirt and bury them. Yes. We are nothing. We love your beautiful. (laughs) 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 There's so much more to talk about, and I think we should just uh, pick up the serious podcasting on episode two, as we usually do. Yeah, I think that that's fair. We we got a good talking about characters and fashion, and that's what else do we really need for episode one? There's so much to talk about with the fashion. We wasted. Just the fashion alone, I could go on about for an hour. Maybe we need to do, like, five bonus episodes of this K-drama just so we can talk one whole episode about fashion, one whole episode about characters, and then, like, actually talk about what happens, and then... I wish we knew anything about fashion. I would feel so much... I guess we have a whole podcast on K-dramas, and we know nothing about those. But I was like, if we do little bonus episodes just on fashion... I would love it. Our entire like, hobby is based right. on talking about shit we don't understand at all. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do a little bonus episode, a little 15 minutes on the fashion. Yeah. I'll have to go back and watch all of these again, and that sucks, but 
I'll do it for Gominam's red boots uh, and live for those boots. Yeah, and the baggy jeans. So mm. good. What a look. Let's do the creepiest noise we can mm. to show our appreciation. <laughs> mm. It's okay, because she's a girl. <laughs> if we were doing that about a man, that would not be okay, guys. It would not be okay. It's probably not okay no matter what, but I'm. it is what it is. We're all here. We're doing our best. Thank you for okay. coming. Thank you, James Hevel, for associating with us. Yeah, that beautiful theme song that is the shining star on top of our garbage heap. Mm. <laughs> um, can we uh, get a review? We have an iTunes. <laughs> Keep going. I love it. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we have iTunes. It's Play on K. That's a place to rate, <laughs> rate and review us. Can we get a review? It's <laughs> <laughs> so smooth. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hit, us up. Hit us up on iTunes. Hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> we are at PlayOnK. I tweeted the first episode, the pilot episode. How did I forget that again? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask, I forgot. Uh, Raquel didn't tweet it, just me solo. Just him. I'll do it someday. I'll yeah, it. and the tweets will finally be funny. No, you're, I, I'm going to go back and read yours. Real weird this time, oh, so no. prepare for that. I think I did it way late at night, just too late. <laughs> and I was looking at some of them like, should I really tweet this? And I shouldn't have, but we only have, like, five followers, two of which are ourselves. So, like, <laughs> go for it. And one Why of which not? is my roommate that doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry for our real fans out there. That's it's going to be a weird one. Yep. Uh, we have an email. You can let us know. Wow. Just whatever there, really. Because there's a lot to sort through. You can tell us how you feel about the K-drama, which would be cool uh or you could just tell us that we're out of our minds because somehow <laughs> we keep on comparing this to like very good k-dramas really this whatever just like why you yeah, join in the discussion in. and let us know maybe it, we can gain some coherence <laughs> <laughs> and we have a website plank.com and there you can look up all the past episodes that are archived. You can comment on each episode. And you can sign up for our newsletter so that you know when we start a new drama. Yes. Yes. Go check it out. Go check it out. Thanks, everyone, so much. I think that's all for us. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Oh.